0: Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Yes, 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 we are live. Welcome, everyone. This is Humanity Chats with Margie. We do this on Thursdays. We come together and we talk about everyday issues that impact humans. Uh, Before we get started, guys, I just... um, wanted to say that my heart goes out to the people of Afghanistan. I was listening to NPR on my drive this evening and oh my goodness, um, my heart just could not be at a happy place. Um, This is tough, man. This is tough. Um, Prayers up and um, I really don't know what to say about the situation because um, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. So, All I'd say is that um, let's let's have a minute prayer for the people of Afghanistan, um, whichever side of the aisle they're on, um, and let's pray for safety and let's pray for understanding and eventual peace. Yeah. Um, My name is Margie. This is Humanity Chats. We do this on Thursdays, as I said before. Welcome to our Facebook um, viewers Welcome to our podcast listeners, our YouTube. Um, We are growing. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week. We are in over 300 cities. Uh, Every week I look at the stats and I'm blown away. Thank you for considering us and for coming back week after week um, to listen to our conversations today, we're going to be speaking with an educator, I guess, um, August, September, the kids go back to school. So we had a lot of educators because our 730 guest is also going to be an educator. Um, yeah, she's going to talk about culturally responsive teaching. Um, and she is an author, too, so she will share about her books now before I bring her from the green room, let me share a few things about her um a brief bio if I may. you ready? okay, let's go. Oh my goodness, Diana, Diana, what do I say about Diana? um, I got to meet her online we We don't know each other personally um she has such a pleasant personality she is um as I said earlier, she's an author. She's a children's author. She was born in Chicago, Illinois, and raised in her hometown of Rockford, Illinois. After attending Rock Valley College and Illinois State University, she began her career on being an early childhood educator. Therefore, she has had the opportunity to draw from her knowledge of social emotional development to write culturally relevant literature for children of color. Deanna made her debut as an author in the summer of 2020. Oh my goodness, that was right smack in the middle of the pandemic. Yes, um, she she made that debut with a children's book, Not Yet Dizzy, And she is also the author of Soar, um, which is an empowerment book. We will ask her about that and how children can um, can use that. Uh, she is a member of the National Association for the Education of Young. Children, and she looks to influence more children and families through both culturally responsive teaching and children's literature. Wow, that's a lot that we've heard about Diana. I cannot wait um to have her join us uh, we're gonna go to the green room. I bet she's ready um Diana, you ready for us? You ready for us? You know, let's be, let's be uh, um, dropping where we're watching this program from in the chat room. And if you're here, share this with your network. We want to be here for Diana, and we want to hear what she has to say. Um, before we do that, I think we have uh, our tech crew to play that intro music for us. Um, are you ready? Thank you. Thank you. I love that intro music. It always makes me smile. I know today is a, is an unusual day with everything that's going on in the world, um, but um, welcome, welcome to Humanity Chat, Diana. Thank you, thank you
1: so much for having me.
0: Well, um, you heard that brief bio. We told the folks about you. We have viewers from all over the world. We have viewers in, um, in Europe, in Africa, um, Asia, um, listening to you. And so, um, you know, we hope that, um, they will get to hear your message far and wide. Um, but before we go into the conversation, and this is such a short conversation, we, we're going to have to have you back so that you can (laughs) do a reading for us for your books. But, um, Deanna, um, Would you care to share some fun facts that we're not going to find when we look up your internet bio? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, I, uh, as you stated, I am from Rockford, Illinois. I'm actually very proud to be from Rockford, Illinois. That's my hometown. Um, I am a huge uh, gymnastics fan Um, and I love dining out. I love going out to eat. Uh, I love listening to music. Um, and, uh, I am also an adoptee.
0: That's, that's wonderful. Um, so these are facts that, Hey, if you're listening to Diana, you're not going to find this on the internet. She loves gymnastics. So I guess, okay, now I'm going to ask a very obvious question. Who is your favorite gymnast?
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's such a hard one. I would, I would probably go with Dominique Dawes. Oh, that's good.
0: That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. When I was younger, I really wanted to um, be a gymnast. And so I would try. I couldn't balance. I couldn't Whatever I tried, it didn't work. Um, But I wanted to be an athlete so bad. Um, I tried running. I was last. Um, Yeah, I even trained with the athletes very early in the morning, like I went to boarding school and they had to wake us, they had to wake the athletes up to go jogging in the morning. So I would go with them like I was one. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I really did try. Well, Deanna, today we're here to talk about culturally responsive teaching. And so do you mind telling us your idea of what culturally responsive teaching is?
1: Definitely. Um, I... I believe that culturally responsive teaching, you know, first starts with, uh, you know, building that relationship, you know, with your students and families. Um, You know, that's really the basis uh, for anything that you're going to do, you know, in the classroom, even, you know, outside of the classroom, Um, you know, to impact children and families and society as a whole, we have to begin uh, with building those relationships. Uh, And, you know, also, you know, when you're starting, um, you know having those goals in mind of you know you know our goal may be for our students to be uh, bi or multiculturally competent um, as well as you know high academic performing uh, as well as uh, you know socio and political politically conscious uh, so those are you know the main keystones of the goals that you want to have when you are you um, embarking on that journey of, of culturally responsive teaching.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and why do you have a passion
1: for that? You know, I, I have a passion for it because this is uh, something that I've, that I've had the privilege of, you know, being well-educated on. And, you know, I've seen the effects that it has on, on. Deanna,
0: did we lose you? Or was it me? Um,
1: that is something that uh, that I want to see more of and that I want to uh, continue to encourage those students of color to, uh, to continue to strive for um, high achievement and uh, really seeing the impact that you can have on families, you know, from the beginning of a school year to the end of a school year. So uh, that's really exciting and really why I'm passionate about that. Well,
0: good to know. Um, Now, you know, there are teachers all across the spectrum, and some may not be familiar with culturally responsive teaching. Mm -hmm. So if you were to give guidelines as to what we should do um, when we're teaching culturally (laughs) responsive... Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) what are some of the guidelines um, if they are not able to uh, implement the curriculum themselves? Because for example, the public school system would have its own curriculum that they're supposed to follow. How do teachers um, work on this? How do you encourage parents with culturally responsive teaching? If you could give us some tips on that.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, You know, for me, I'm an early childhood educator. So uh, you know I specialize in you know grades pre-k through third uh, but what I would suggest is you know if you do have you know a mandated curriculum uh, you could you could use a project approach uh, to your teaching which really a project approach allows allows you to bring in those topics that you're teaching but making them familiar and making them you know, an accessible topic to explore. So, you know, for example, if you're an early childhood teacher, you might want to explore, you know, a topic of of food, uh, you know, maybe more specifically bread or pizza and that is something that's, that's tangible, that's easily accessible and it's familiar to students. Um, And it, you know, it's engaging and it it gets their attention. Um, So you want to start with that and then maybe start a project approach, which, uh, you know, would start with you know some of the basic, basic level questioning in the first few weeks. You know, if they like a certain food, uh, you know what foods they like, uh, if they've ever tried certain foods, and then you know as the weeks progress, you might move into a mid-level uh, questioning uh, as to you know how would you make this particular dish, uh, and so that really you know gets the students to share you know their own experiences share family traditions, um, and it allows families to also, you know, be involved in the classroom as well uh, and share those, you know, those, those traditions that are special and, and, and very dear to their hearts. Uh, and then as that unit may progress uh, and end, you may want to pull in some of those higher level thinking uh, skills and questioning as to, you know, maybe, you know, how would you approach this if you opened a restaurant Uh, with this type of cuisine. Um, So using that project approach is something that I am still learning about and something that I'm really looking forward to um, adding into my teaching practices this school year.
0: Wow. Well, (laughs) viewers, listeners, if you just joined us, this is Deanna Lynn from Illinois. And she is talking about culturally responsive teaching. She is an early childhood educator. And she just told us that, you know, as teachers, parents, you could use a project-based approach by exploring topics. And you could start from basic questions. And from the basic questions, move into mid-level questioning. And then from there, probably going to the higher-level questions, which may have a few more complicated questions. I've used the word questions a <laughs> A few times, right? Yes, but thank you for sharing that, Diana. Now, may I ask, how do you explore that in your books?
1: Oh, uh, in my books, um, you know, I would say that my books are, they really deal with more of those higher level questioning and higher level thinking skills uh, and really, uh, really dive straight into, you know, social emotional skills, uh, even, you know, socio-political consciousness, um, you know, how to deal with certain situations in your environment, uh, you know, how to deal with discrimination, you know, how to uh, overcome obstacles where you are not treated fairly because of your appearance and because of the color of your skin. Uh, So I would say that's, that's how my books are, uh, are, are related to uh, the project approach and related to culturally responsive teaching. Uh, Also, you know, my second book, uh, my most most, uh, recent book, uh, That Hurt, uh, you know, it dives into, you know, how the COVID-19 pandemic affected us and, you know, really provides um, a relatable outlook and a relatable perspective for families to sit down and reflect uh, with their children. Uh, on the highs and the lows of of those experiences, uh, and it also, you know, delves into uh, you know that social injustice uprising that we saw in the summer of 2020, and uh, you know how we can continue to uh, to advocate uh, for social justice.
0: Well, so you are basically as an early childhood educator you are breaking things down for the kids to understand. Is Mm -hmm. that what I'm getting from this conversation? Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, we had, we had an author with us, I think about two weeks ago, Dr. Tamara Foley. And she, yes, yes, what book is about, um, Cassie who, so that dealt with a pandemic and now Cassie, um, which Cassie has gone back to the classroom um, just like kids have gone back to school now. So I can see your book and Dr. Foley's book kind of side by side because what you're saying is that um, that hurt also deals with um, issues that happened during the pandemic. And as our kids have been impacted with um you know, virtual school, missing friends. I believe that this material would be um, would be good for them. It's something that is relatable, um, not just to kids in America, but globally, because this pandemic affected everybody. And with your and with you talking about social justice issues, sometimes kids don't know how to react. Um, to everything that's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, so thank you for addressing that in your books. Um, And so culturally responsive teaching, would you say that issues like social justice all fall under that?
1: Yes, uh, I would. Um, And, you know, you would really be surprised, you know, at how you, you really it really allows you to see, you know, the funds of knowledge that your students are coming with. You know, when you pose a question uh, and you get those responses and, you know, you hear your students having these conversations in preschool. Um, So uh, it's really, really amazing, really amazing to to see and hear.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of the times we think we are protecting the kids, but they know more than um, we... we, 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 we don't realize that they know so much stuff. Now, thank you to everybody who's joined us today. Vanessa Mills Logan is saying she is in South Carolina, USA, and multitasking. And this is good stuff. Um, she's actually a youth advocate. And she runs Nessa in your neighborhood. So um, viewers, listeners, check I check Vanessa Mills Logan out at messerinyourneighborhood.com. Um, Janet is also joining us from Georgia, and she said these are awesome tips and a good discussion. And so thank you, Deanna, for delving into these issues. Now, if people want to learn more about your work, where do they go to find it?
1: Well, to find out more about uh, my work, they can go to my website, which is authordeannalynn.com. And you could also view my author central page on Amazon, uh, amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Deanna Lynn books. Uh, and I'm also on social media on Facebook and Instagram at authordeannalynn.
0: Well, um, if we want to find you, um, you are you are findable is what we're saying. So authordianolyn.com okay. and on Amazon we can find all your books. And you know, listeners, viewers, um, if you read no, I shouldn't say if. When you read Deanna's books, um, please leave a review because that's important for authors um, so that other people would know what you thought about her work. Now, do you have any of your books um, readily available?
1: I do. I do. Yes. Would you,
0: would you mind doing a little reading for us? Um, which one would you choose to read from
1: or would you be able to do a little piece from each? I could do a little piece from each. Uh, yes. Um, I can start with uh, my book, "Sore," and then I can go into uh, That Hurt. That's awesome. Um, okay. All right. Let's see here. Okay. And uh, this is the front cover, Soar, a children's book about overcoming.
0: Oh, my goodness. That boy has his crown. King. Yes. <laughs> I love that cover.
1: Thank you. Thank you. A box of duplex creams, a box of corn with no hull, a pot of Mac quarter full. I wish Dad was home to pour. I wish Ma would call us more. Thunder hide-and-seek, cookie picnics out back, a race in the cul-de-sac. Saturday nights are for fun with a movie that's number one. Some see a troublemaker and some see one who'll never learn. I can't win. I'm another number here. I'm another problem here. When I look at me, I see a golden brown king. I come from strength, amazing. I'll learn and grow. My ideas are worth so much, you see, and building character is the key. So that's a little bit of a snippet uh, from Soar, uh, which uh, focuses on a little boy living in the inner city uh, and uh, going through those highs and lows of negative and positive environmental influences and how to deal with those. Um. Well,
0: you know, um, one of our um, viewers from out of Minnesota, Rosemont Sapon, who also happens to be an author, she is... Um, she is the, she's known as the lion's historian. Um, she also writes books to empower kids and historic books. So she picks out all these trailblazers and writes about them. And she's saying that you have beautiful, beautiful illustrations and that she loves the front cover um janet is also saying awesome illustration oh my goodness you're making her want to have a baby. Um, thank you guys for listening to diana uh you know that sounds like a book that is empowering was that your goal
1: absolutely yes to you know not only empower children but also to empower our communities of color
0: Well, thank you for doing that because we all know that we need that, especially in this climate. Now, we have um, just about four more minutes to go. Would you want to do like a quick snippet of the other
1: uh, of That Hurt or any other book you would like to? Sure, sure. Uh, This is the front cover of my most recent book, That Hurt, a children's book of reflection on the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: Yeah. see that
0: that little girl. Oh my goodness, yeah.
1: Um, And here's the dedication page. Uh, This is dedicated to essential workers worldwide. Uh, We owe it all to them.
0: Yes, we do. They are busting their behinds and working so hard. God bless your souls.
1: Yes. (laughs) Before the Zooms, before the get wells, before the wipes flew off the shelves, Before the space we had to ourselves, we didn't expect this. After nachos, after spills, after arenas packed to the gills, after basketball moves that thrilled, we missed this. In bags, in carts, delivering with a hopeful heart. Workers did their part, and we shopped safely. Wow. As swings swung empty, as beaches closed, as water parks and pools saw few of us go. As the answer to vacation was often no, we stayed put. For the marchers, for the speakers, for the heartbroken leaders, for the helpers who loved deeper, we admired you. To the scientists and doctors who taught, to the glimmer of hope they brought, to the angels always in our thoughts, we salute you.
0: Wow, Deanna, this is amazing. Um, you just got yourself a fan. Um, so, you know, you just came with mm-hmm. humanity and We're like BFFs already. Um, thank you, listeners, readers. I mean, I said readers, viewers. You heard Diana. Please, her books are on Amazon.com slash author slash Deanna Lynn books. Um, find her. Um, you know, she's everywhere, Um, Follow her, learn about her work, learn more about culturally responsive teaching. Thank you so much for honoring us tonight and for giving us a window into your world. We have just about a minute to go. The time flew so fast. And so I think I'll leave you to, um, if you have a 30-second spiel of what you want to tell the listeners and viewers.
1: Well, I would just like to tell them thank you. You know, I appreciate uh, everyone's support and I look forward to learning more. Uh, I look forward to connecting with more uh, authors um, with, you know, equity uh, at the center of what they do. So that's so important for us right now. And thank you again.
0: Well, thank you, Deanna. And for those who are here, as Deanna says, she wants to connect with more people who are working in equity. Rosemont, that is you. Connect with Rosemont is over health, diversity, equity, and inclusion at Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so please connect with Deanna. Um, For everybody watching, you know. For additional content, subscribe to Margie TV on YouTube. Follow Margie TV on social media. We would love to hear from you. Um, If you know of topics that we could be talking about, reach out to us, go to margimarch.com, contact us and we will be in touch. Thank you so much, Deanna, for joining us. Thanks to everybody for listening. Next, we're going to have Stacey Woodson, who is a dietitian out of New-, in New York or Pennsylvania. She's on the Northeast, and she's going to talk to us about healthy eating habits. So thanks to everyone for joining. We are Humanity Chats. We are available on all the major podcasts. Listen where you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to the team behind the scenes. Thank you all, and see you in a little bit. Thank you for listening. Share with a friend. We are humans from all around the world, one kind only, and that is humankind. Your friend, Margie Marge.